though we're virtual, we get remote. We have done remote for eight years now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Strategy Show. I'm Simon, your host, and I'm super excited because today we have Trivinia Barber on the show. Hi, Trivinia. Hey, Simon. Glad to be here. She is the CEO of Priority VA and a very experienced and successful entrepreneur, and she has lots of insights and of tools to share with us. We are going to talk about how relationships outlast services every time, how to create trust, training, and traction, and also how to make virtual work really work. Hi, Trevenia. Great to have you here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. This is going to be fun. Yeah, where are you right now? So I'm in Savannah, Georgia on quarantine with this COVID virus lockdown. Uh, here with my, my husband and my four children, dogs and chickens. We're doing great. <laughs> and how does this crisis impact your business? How much is damaged? How much is, is well? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, we've seen about a 10 to 15% drop actually in services because although we're virtual, we get remote, we have done remote for eight years now. Some of our clients are in service industries that are more physical and that have been severely impacted. And so we've had to scale back a little bit, but otherwise we're full steam ahead on serving entrepreneurs because we believe that right now, more now than ever, our founders and CEOs need to be focused on those high level strategy type visionary activities instead of in the weeds, right? So now more than ever, they need an assistant. Beautiful. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer. And sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategiesprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? Can you tell us a little bit about your company? Who do you serve? How do you make your magic? Yeah, Priority VA started in 2013 uh, as a result of me actually working as a virtual assistant for many years. And people started coming to me and asking if I could do more work for them. And I couldn't, right? I was at max capacity, but I realized they didn't necessarily want me. They wanted someone that they could trust. And so the entrepreneurial light bulbs went on for me and I decided I could help them find someone that they could trust and partner with for long-term collaborative support. And so we've been matching entrepreneurs in the coaching, speaking, wellness space. We work with doctors and lawyers, brick and mortar stores, uh, online coaches, and we place them with executive assistants that help take them out of the weeds so they can focus on what they do best. I love this tipping point, which many entrepreneurs have, where they realize that it's not about them. That's, that's just the ego part of the equation, but it's not the impact part. I, I had the exact same, and my business coach, she was getting really pushy and saying, Simon, that's your ego. You think you are so important, and, but you are not. 
your your magic is inside of your head get it out of your head put it on paper teach it to others and then they can unfold the same magic exactly and i think that that's the big challenge for a lot of us as business owners and founders is that this is our life right we have created this thing and birthed it and and it's almost a, a disservice we think to let it go right when we trust someone else to do what we do best we tend to think that somehow we're letting people down right that it no one is going to do it as good as i do and that's actually incorrect and it really frees us up to do only what we can do right if we'll get those things out of our head that are sort of trapped in there and we think we're the only ones that can do it well we're really limiting our growth and really our impact on other people how do you help them transition to being the bottleneck to getting out of the way of their growth and scalability Sometimes I feel like I got to smack them around a little bit, but, uh, but really it's, it's helping people see where they're spending their time. Honestly, that's the first step that we need to take with any entrepreneur who's looking to outsource uh, anything in their business. We've got to get them really clear on where they're spending their time, the things that they're doing that they aren't really good at, or they don't really want to do, or sometimes they're spending time on things that they actually are good at, but it's still not the highest and best use of their time. Once we can do that, then it, it really kind of appears up on paper who they need and what they really need to get off of their plate. So we have them walk through some specific activities to do that over the course of a few days. Then we'll typically get back together with them and, and they're like, holy cow, right? It's all the technical stuff that I really need to get off my plate. Or maybe it's content creation that they get stuck in. So it, it really just starts with anyone who's looking to maybe grow and to be look at what it might look like to outsource start to document on paper how you spend your time because you don't realize you know how long it takes to do something versus how long it takes to actually get that thing done right that that five minute task it might get put off for 10 days right so or we could have just outsourced it and had it done in five minutes so it, those are the activities we like to have people go through beautiful so your claim is relationships outlast services every time can you tell us more about that yeah, you know, I, I really learned that uh, many years ago when I was working as an executive assistant. And I really worked hard not to just be the doer in the business, the cog in the wheel, the minion who was just doing the activities that my clients didn't want to do. And I focused instead on building long-term collaborative relationships with them. And that meant getting in their head, right? Seeing what their goals and their aspirations were, the types of projects that they were working on and the goals that they had for those projects. And I had this sort of come to Jesus meeting one time with a client of mine. We were in the middle of a launch and I was working, you know, long days uh, getting prepared for this launch but I didn't really know what I was fighting for. And so I asked her, Simon, I was like, you know, what are our goals here? Like how many opt-ins do we want? How many sales do we want to have? And she was really reluctant to tell me. And so I had to dive in and be like, look, I'm working really hard here, but I don't know what I'm working for. And ultimately she ended up sharing what her goals were. She wanted to do, it was almost a $2 million launch that she was hoping to do, but she was nervous to tell me that, Simon, because she knew that I was just sort of the assistant, right? And that, that might make me feel like I'm working really hard for this woman to go make a couple million dollars. And what I ended up telling her was that if I know what I am fighting for every single day, I come in here and I give my best and I know the goals that we're reaching for. And that's where I started to develop this idea that if we would, as CEOs, as founders, let our teams in and let them get to know us and our goals and our weaknesses and the things that we're shooting for. 
it's like everyone starts pulling in the same direction, right? We're all working toward the same goal. Now, did I make $2 million in that launch? No, I didn't. But I knew that my output helped her get where she wanted to go. And the relationship that was built out of that, Simon, meant that when it was time for me to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to make sure the links were working, I didn't have a problem doing it because I knew what I was fighting for. When we got to 10,000 opt-ins versus you know 11,000, which was our goal, I knew when I had to dig in a little bit harder, it helped me do that. And then the final thing I think I'd say about that, Simon, is that when you have a relationship with the people that you work with, when technology fails, because it will, right? You have your relationship to fall back on. The same client one time, I accidentally sent an email to 120, 150,000 people on her email list from her private email address. Now, I didn't do that maliciously. It was an accident, right? But when that happened, she could have said, like, you messed up, you're fired. But instead, we had had years of relationship. And so she knew my heart and she knew that I wasn't, you know, had any uh, ill will there. And so we fell back on that relationship when the technology or when the mistake happened. And I just believe that's so important for any of us as we're building teams. This is so important on so many levels. If you think right now, what is in our control and what is not in our control? We have this pandemic going on. We have an economic recession. It is all not in the control of us, of either entrepreneurs, nor VAs, nor anybody. But what is in our control is every day, every week, to give our best and to contribute to a big goal that we have together. I love it. So sharing the purpose, sharing the mission uh, brings us together, creates more trust, creates more transparency. And these are the days and the weeks and the months that create the trust that when the crisis comes, now it's when we need it. Now it's too late. Exactly. And what we've been seeing, even with some of our clients and our executive assistants that work on our team, a client calls and they're like, you know, we're struggling. We need to maybe scale back on our hours or we need to, you know, pivot things. And the EAs are like, no, I'll keep working. Like, I'll keep working. I'll take a pay cut. I'll do whatever I can because I believe in this person, in this mission and what they're doing. And that doesn't happen when you're a cog in the wheel, right? That doesn't happen when you're just the minion who's doing the things that your boss or your client doesn't want to do. That only happens, in my belief, when you have decided and made it a part of your culture to pour in and build relationship with the people you work with. This is powerful because many people say, I work from this hour to that hour. These are my boundaries. These are my conditions. And it's, it's good to have boundaries and you have to take care of boundaries and of all the conditions that you need. Um, but entrepreneurial life is, like you say, it's around launches. It's campaign driven. It's not so much calendar driven. It's much more client and campaign driven. Yeah. There can be days that start at 4.30, like you say. And nobody wants that, but it happens. And there, there is a bug at, uh, at 11 o'clock in the night. What do you do? And, uh, and there is a bug on Sunday. And how, how do we deal with this? Nobody wants it, but how do we, what is, what is a fair amount of sharing this? And, and, and what is the right way of organizing it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different for every person, right? You have to decide what you're going to be comfortable letting people in. I've had clients that are like, I do not want my team to know anything about my personal life, right? They're super boxed in and solid. And that can work if you get someone who is equally 
closed off, right? If you get someone who is deeply relational and you're not, then that ha- that's a problem. And I think that when people are building teams, they need to take into consideration. The number one thing I tell people is like, if you want to have a successful company and a successful team, you have to know more than anything who you are. Simon, and if we'll get really honest about who we are and how we show up, then we can build a complementary team around us, right? Because we don't need a bunch of mini us's, right? We need people that are going to complement us, not duplicate our problems. This is beautiful. Trevina, I'm so happy that next week you are here again, because next week I want to ask you a ton of questions about your triage triangle, the trust training traction stuff, because it sounds so good and so relevant to all of our people in our community. So thank you very much for this episode. I can't wait to be here again. And see you next week. Bye-bye. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com slash sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.